introduce ourselves. <laughs> Welcome to the Blue Collar Podcast Show. You might want to record. I would restart over. Just start over. I wasn't ready. I'm not starting over. Oh it's my going. god, <laughs> it's going. Okay, well here we go. How's it going, Albert? It's going. I think we need to drop a bit of honesty so people can follow our timeline on these shows a little better. Because <laughs> I was going through the last show and you could tell if if you're a smart listener and you've been paying attention, some things chronologically don't line up. But so you guys know, we both work full time, and sometimes it gets hard to get together to get these shows recorded. Nonsense. <laughs> so we do record shows ahead of time, guys. So if you hear something and it's out of order, don't be like, these guys are stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. We're recording this episode this week. It's not going to come out till next week. Yeah, I think that happened with the one that's coming out, episode six. Yeah. Because we talked about Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and then we were talking about Yellowstone, yep. the season premiere, which was like, oh, would have been a week or two before that exactly. came out. Exactly. And that's why I just wanted to make sure everyone knows we're not just dunces. <laughs> but it Black Friday and Thanksgiving has actually passed now. Yes. So. Yeah, it has passed. <laughs> Hope everyone got some great Black Friday specials. I did not. No. I bought... I didn't know they make these, but I bought giant chunks of actual salt from different countries with a like cheese grater for for salt, so a I can cheese put cheese grater. Fa- well, yeah, it's like a big metal thing, you know, like a cheese grater. But I have giant chunks of salt from different countries where I can pick, I can grind my own salt. Why? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, why? Does it need to be from different countries? Do we not have good salt here? No, we do. Like the pink Himalayan salt is really good. It's like it has health benefits. And then there's, I got the blue. Oh crap! Now you're gonna put me on the spot. Blue salt. It's from Iran or something like that. Blue Persian salt. And I looked it up. It's good for. It has like high potassium in it and stuff like that. So, interesting fact about salt. I bought some pink salt and it said Himalayan salt, and then the thing said made in Utah. <laughs> well, there's there's very big salt deposits in Utah. Yeah, but it's not the Himalayas. Well, they just call it Utah salt or Mormon salt or something. Sandy salt. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, yeah, I got I have salt. Plus, salt's also good for. I I take like a hand school hand scoop of the salt before the gym. It just helps with blood flow, and then with all the water I drink, it just helps rehydrate and all that stuff. No salt tablets. You don't have like little pills. No, I, I keep a, a, a legit grinder of pink Himalayan salt, and every time before I go work out, I crunch it three times and <laughs> pow right to the mouth. So if you get pulled over on your way to the gym with some pink stuff all over your lip, you got to explain <laughs> to the cop it's not meth, it's it's not the uh, Breaking Bad stuff, it's just salt. You know, excuse me, sir, just look at my gym bag, everything <laughs> will explain itself. <laughs> all right, guys, I guess that'll tune right into what we were thinking about talking about was... Uh, like your mind-body diet because a lot of guys and gals could do better on that, me included. For example, this is going to be coming out next week, so I already started, but for the month of December, I've decided no beer and uh, to reduce my sugar intake as much as humanly possible. You're going to start going through withdrawals. You know... I don't think it'll be that bad because I'm actually pretty good when I'm on the road at work because I eat like a soldier. (laughs) I eat like just tuna 
and protein bars, like a lot of food that I don't have to cook because, like I've said before, I don't like buying truck stop shit food. Yeah. You know, so I actually do pretty good. And then the drinking thing for me, like, it's not really that I have a problem. It was just I felt it'd be good to challenge myself with something. So I was like, well, and I got a couple of other buddies who are also doing a little dry spell where they've decided not to drink for a little while and see if it improves them or not or what they can do better. So I figured, I was like, what can I do better? <clears throat> Is our one friend still doing it? Yeah. I, I haven't asked him. I haven't checked in with him. Yeah, I talked to him last week. He said uh, he had a couple of days where he really wanted one, but he's still on a dry spell. and he's Perfect. He's enjoying it for the most part. Uh, he's mentioned, you know, just feeling uh, a little more peppy like in the mornings. Yeah. You know, he's just... Um, a little bit more spry. It'd be easier if he's here, hear it from him without saying too much. Well, uh, I mean, I can speak on it a little bit. When, like, the first month when I quit drinking, like, I felt, I felt, like, a lot more energy. I wasn't, like, super sluggish even during the day. I was, like, because I, when I quit, I was in West Virginia. We were working on, um, st- slope stabilization. So I was running up and down mountains. So oh, yeah. I was full of energy. That's, yeah. See, that's kind of what he mentioned to me is like, uh, you know, people have different levels of drinking problems, if that's what you want to call it. And I wouldn't say he was at the top tier of a drunk, Yeah. but he was definitely a guy that was drinking six or 10 beers probably every night, you know, just enough to probably be drunk or almost drunk for him. Yeah. But, or, you know, even sometimes, you know, even just four called a nightcap, (laughs) you know, but yeah, he he's mentioned he just feels a lot peppier in the mornings, getting out of bed's a little easier. And that's just from somebody who's only drinking that much. I mean, you know those guys who are drinking a lot more than that, when they cut out, they're gonna see way more drastic changes. Yeah. And I like when he started, I told him it's I call it the trial period. It's the first ninety days. Cause the first like month was really easy, but then when you hit sixty and ninety days, you have to start struggle you you struggle a little bit with it because if you're drinking for certain reasons you know just whatever it is then you have to start dealing with all that shit that you yeah. are drinking to forget without alcohol so once you can get through those 90 days it gets a little easier but it's not easy every day yeah see that that's kind of what he mentioned to me is he's he's gonna do 90 days just no drinking at all whatsoever and then maybe he 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 said he wanted to be able to consume alcohol the way his spouse does which she's she can drink one or two and that's it and she cannot drink for two months it doesn't it's not part of her anything it's not a routine it's not a habit for her you know so he said he wanted to kind of get to that point and I talked to him a little about a little bit about it and we both kind of agreed you know I was telling him well you also have to be prepared for the idea that maybe you won't ever be to that yeah you know maybe you'll go through this 90 days completely sober and then when you get to the 90 days and you crack open that first beer that you're going to drink after you've went your 90 days, you know, you might it's get, party time. Yeah. That, that feeling might hit you and then you might have to come to the conclusion that you have to go all or nothing. Yeah. You know, and that'll be, that'll probably be more difficult than just going 90 days without a drink. Yeah. The first time I quit drinking very many years ago, I had a broken arm. And I, I just decided to quit. It wasn't, you know, it was time. I thought it was time at the time. And then a friend 
convinced me to go back out and drink and go party hopping and bar hopping and shit like that. And it was right back in. Like I never quit for three or four months. Yep. I was thrown up in the parking lot. Nothing. I never skipped a beat. Yeah. I I know the feeling. That's kind of how I am. Like I'm, I'm not a regular drinker, but when I do, I do. Yeah. You know, I do it with intent, I guess. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm on a mission and that mission is getting fucked up. That's pretty much how I drink. And it's funny because I can, I can go a month without drinking and then I could just go buy a 30 pack of my cheap, nice little keystones and finish that in a day or two. (laughs) And, uh, then I go another three, four, five weeks and not even think about a beer. So honestly, the reason I added the no sugar thing is because I know just not drinking at all won't be that hard for me. Yeah. So because now you have to like like a coffee, soda, sugars in everything. Yep. And and I've noticed, you know, I'm 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 more disciplined on the dieting than the physical exercise. And I've noticed before when I do my little like fad diets or little diet spells where I'm trying something out, like I've gone virtually no sugar before and i have noticed like you get sweet tooth i get sweet tooth cravings like crazy Mm -hmm. and it's like it doesn't uh, doesn't bother you until like you're looking at an ice cream sandwich and you're just like i feel like i'm gonna have a seizure if i don't eat this (laughs) you know but then it's instant regret too because the next day you'll feel hung over like you drank yeah yeah the girlfriend and i had what like a i guess you can call it a cheat day where before we even lived together, we were at her place and we just spent the day inside playing video games and we ate chips and salsa, sugar, and I mean, I drink pretty much water, but just crap food and my body told me the next day I made a horrible mistake. Yeah, I was. that's exactly how I was getting when I was really good on my diet was same thing, just food hangovers that were miserable, worse than drinking in my oh, opinion. Yeah. So I wanted to add that just because... I know just not drinking periods really not that hard for me to do. I think next year I might do it. The harder challenge will be to tell myself I can drink, but I can't get drunk. That'll be the <laughs> challenge that I may or may not try. I mean, who knows? Maybe I just won't drink at all, or maybe I'll decide it wasn't that big of an issue and just go how I've been going for the last few years. Yeah, I mean, not, I've gone through spells where I was drinking way too much. It sounds like you have pretty well control over it. I know I didn't. If I was going to drink, I was going to go get fucked up. And I did that a lot easier than yeah, that's holding back. That, that's exactly like that's my only issue with my drinking is, like I said, I, I'm i like a two or 20 guy. Yeah. I can drink just two and or one with dinner or whatever. Just be out in my shop dicking around, grab one, drink a beer, go inside. And doesn't I'm not like regretting that I didn't drink 20. But then there's also times where it's like. I uh, I passed two, and I'm like, well, you might as well get drunk at this point. <laughs> so now I'm just going to drink all the beer in the fridge until it's gone. Yeah, that second one went down too easy. Yep. And for me, it's a bigger issue in the summer, you know. Warm warm days, hot days. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. So that's that would honestly probably be more of a challenge for me is if I, if I said, okay, like, I can drink, just can't get drunk. That would probably be hard for me. But it won't be hard for me in the winter, so I'm not really – didn't really pique my interest. <laughs> Until you start putting fucking Baileys and shit in your coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing I tell my wife, too, I don't drink coffee when I'm at, not at home because I, mm. I can't get good coffee anywhere. Like, you go to truck stops and it's 
disgusting. Pretty much. Every once in a while, you'll find one spot that has good coffee, yeah. but that's about it. Love's Truck Stop, your your coffee is disgusting. Yeah, Love's, Love's is the worst. I don't even know how they sell it. Uh, it's not coffee. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's disgusting, though. It's the rain runoff of the parking lot <laughs> with a coffee label on it. Because <laughs> it's fucking gross. Yeah. Pilot, Pilot always had the best coffee for truck drivers, I think. It was always good. But, no, I... I I just, I don't know. I don't drink a lot of coffee on the road, so. Usually on the road, honestly, I'll drink probably two to three cases of water a week. Mm-hmm. But my, my downfall is the energy drinks. I've, I have I gave <laughs> up drinking. If you take any more away from me, I'm going to start doing bad things. <laughs> my a- go fast is something that you will not take <laughs> fucking away from me. <laughs> I yeah. get pissed when they're out of the original. That's a, uh, like I went for uh so for a long time, you never seen me without a monster in my hand yeah. for years. And then I went, I want to say six or seven months with no energy drinks. And then I drank a shitload of coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I got, over. I got mad about buying shitty coffee. So I went back to energy drinks, <laughs> especially because coffee, I was, for a long time I had sweet tooth coffee like you. I had to have all the double triple vanilla sugar quadruple it oh it's super funny because we went to my sister's for thanksgiving and i told my mom that i get sugar-free coffee creamer but i still put coffee <laughs> or i still put sugar in my coffee and i justify it as it's less sugar <laughs> than the coffee creamer <laughs> yeah i uh i was that guy that was like at the little counter and you seemed like a pile this tall <laughs> the creamer cups <laughs> if they didn't have the squirty one yeah so i uh i quit that because i decided i was taking in more sugar through my coffee yeah and i went back to energy drinks and so now i just try to limit myself to one a day but i remember you with with sugar i remember you, t- you were telling me like the because i like the cliff bars yeah uh you told me how much sugar was in those one day after the gym and i went to the grocery store and sat at in front of the cliff bar aisle with all the other shit like the kind bars and all mm-hmm. that shit and i looked at which ones i could start eating that were less sugar and now i have now the kind bars which are like way less sugar than the cliff bars yeah i think the best tasting ones because the problem is they like dupe you into eating shitty food so you go back to the good shit yeah like there is good things that don't have sugar but they don't sell that you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't advertise it, or they're just like well, it's, they it's don't have it right at there. the store. Like you can go buy a bunch of ingredients and make your like. Uh, my wife used to make me these peanut butter like oat bars. Mm-hmm. They're good as shit, and they have like almost no sugar except for whatever's in the peanut butter. But uh, they don't sell stuff like that at the store, and if they do, it's expensive as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best tasting ones I found with the least amount of sugar was those RX bars. They they always got the they grab my attention because they got like a little thing on their box that says no BS like it's literally their thing has like six ingredients it's really like, I don't think I've ever seen it's like before. eggs whatever flavor yeah it's yeah like the little thing on the box says no, no BS and it's like three ingredients or maybe six I can't remember we'll but look that up. yeah it's one of those things with the sugar is uh. When you actually start looking at the numbers on the things you're eating, yeah, you're just like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Like even shit that you think's healthy, like a Cliff Bar. I I used to, I had Cliff Bar every oh, day, every day with lunch. Yeah. You know? Um, 
same thing until I looked at how much sugar was in them. I was like, damn it. Yeah, to, I mean, to a point, they're somewhat healthy, but all that sugar just kind of counterbalances. Well, my thing is a lot of them would still probably taste fine without so much sugar. Yeah. They just put, like with cereal. Like some cereal you look at and you're like, why? It's just <laughs> Frosted Flakes. <laughs> yeah. No, like uh, like the cereal we buy for my kids, you know, I'm always telling, like, basically now we buy whatever has the least amount of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. But even that, you're just like, why is there so much sugar in this thing? Or why is there sugar and then added sugars after that? You don't you see on the boxes, it'll say like, oh, nasal yeah. sugar and then added sugars. Yeah. Like, you're just like, what the hell? And then if you actually, what what really led me to the whole realization of it is uh, when I first started dieting, and this would be my tip. This is what I tell a lot of people, um, especially, you know, the boot collar working type of people. Just uh, start counting calories. Don't change your diet. Don't try to live on salads. Start counting your calories because that'll put you into shell shock instantly. There's a couple of good apps out there. Uh, the most popular ones, one I use is called uh, MyFitnessPal. And it was cool because you could just scan barcodes and it would put all the, like if you eat and it's free, there's a paid version where you can count like your macros and get really into it. But uh, the free version, you could just, Almost anything, like you go to a fast food place and you could type in, I got a Big Mac, and it would have pre-programmed in there how many calories are in a Big Mac. Really? Yeah, so. My Fitness Pal? Yeah, that's the one I started using. and uh, I don't use it so much anymore until I really decide I want to, just because it, you, it just gets your brain thinking about it. And what I tell people is just eat normal, but put it all in there. Don't change your diet. Just put it in there and you'll fucking shit how yeah, many calories look you at like a weekly report or something or daily. Yeah, it's daily. So you can just look and be like, holy shit. Like my normal lunch is 2,900 calories, Yeah, you know, or my breakfast is 700 something calories. My lunch is 1,500 calories and then my dinner is probably 2,000 and then do the math. You're eating, what is that? 4,200 calories a day, you're eating twice as much as you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be careful with it because I also went the bad route with it is I got too obsessed with it and I started doing a lot of diet sodas, diet, like I was finding everything that was zero calorie. And I will tell you, you do too much of that, it fucks with your brain. Like I went like borderline insane. Like my wife would notice that my temper was so short my fucking mood was always just garbage. I was always angry. I remember that time frame happening with you telling me about how frustrated you just constantly were. Yeah, it was like the littlest thing would seem like it would have been... Uh... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Got an upsetting text. Hold on. O'Reilly's sent my car part back. Oh. They had to oh, order it in from Salt Lake. O'Reilly's. <laughs> you fucked up. Fucked up, guys. <laughs> you had to order it from Salt Lake, and they just sent it back again today because it was here for five days, but they never called and told me it was in. Bastard. What is the world coming to? What customer service is there? <laughs> uh, but anyway, sorry about that. Um, That type of frustration would have got my phone thrown across this fucking shop when i was doing the whole <laughs> diet everything it was just super unhealthy um so when you're using that app you got to be careful not to get too obsessed because then what i was trying to do is i was trying to eat the most amount like 
I was doing quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to eat the most amount of food with the least amount of calories, especially with me driving. You're always trying to snack. Oh, it's terrible. Shit. Yeah, when you're on the road. So bags of jerky, junk food, and all sorts of stuff. Trying to less fluids, so you don't have to stop as much. Exactly. So that's uh anyway, that's why I usually tell people to start is you start with that and you just don't change your diet. Just record it. And then you start looking at it and then you start, you can start making little cuts like, oh, maybe I'll cut down on the sweet creamer. Or maybe I'll not eat the cliff bars anymore. Or cut one little thing out. And eventually it led me to, you know, I started just looking into diet books and stuff. And mm-hmm. then I started curating it after, after you start recording it for so long, you can just start curating and kind yeah, of figure there, out what I mean, you, there's so many different diets and everybody's body's so different nowadays. I mean, there's always so many different ways to, to get the same result. Yeah, and, and that's the big thing I think a lot of people miss with dieting. And that was one of the good pieces of advice I got from a book was everybody's not the same. Mm-hmm. So just because Billy Bob over here can go on an all-beef jerky diet and lose 60 pounds doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And that's where where I really started trying to figure out what I like combine it with what's healthy and to just try to find all those happy mediums. Mm-hmm. And that's e- honestly for people who work and maybe you can't meal prep all the time or you can't, like in my case, I didn't always have access to heating up food. So I had to figure out a lot of food that you don't really need to cook. Mm-hmm. And then I got to, you know, in in the summer months, I'll usually carry like a little stove and I can actually cook. It's a little harder in the winter because sometimes you park at night and it's two degrees outside and the last thing you want to do is go freeze out there for 20 minutes with your little Coleman stove. Yeah, I, I call the dashboard the microwave or the slow cooker. Yeah, I did a lot of that too. And I do know that a can of Chef Boyardee raviolis are rated for 80 miles an hour when they're sitting outside. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was working in Texas and I left it outside on the windshield and by the windshield wiper. Completely forgot about it. We're going down the interstate in West Texas and look down at 80 miles an hour and there's my can of ravioli (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's uh yeah on the food diet part of that stuff it's uh i'd honestly say it's probably everyone's biggest problem that they don't think is that big of a problem most people don't realize how much they're eating like i've had a couple of friends who did it and we're like holy shit you know some of them were able to make permanent changes some of them just go back to their old ways but yeah any sort of change especially like that is very hard yeah, but I will tell you, if if all you're doing is at least recording it and then you're actually getting to visualize it on, on a screen, you know, like, holy shit, that's a lot of calories, you know, yeah. it it just might help lead to, like, just slimming it down and getting to a better spot. Because when I lost, you know, like I said before, I was 230 and I got down to about 180, and that was virtually no exercise. I started exercising because I had the whole I'm going to get unfat and then get ripped idea. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, when I started exercising, I ended up just leaning out. I didn't really change my weight much, but that whole, that first 50 pounds I lost, that was literally just dieting. Yeah. You know, that's definitely my struggle with all the time I spend in the gym. I know diet is the thing I need to tackle the most, but I just can't do it. It's, it's, it's been a struggle for me for years. Yeah. See, and that's the thing that's, I'm the opposite. It's easier for me to watch what I shove in my face. It's harder to actually get me to go to the gym. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but that's what I tell people. I would, I definitely start there. You see that you start working on that and just do better. And then with the food thing, I noticed a big change too. uh, 
you know, I'm not one of the guys who goes to Whole Foods and shit, but if I'm at Safeway and there's pepper jack cheese and organic pepper jack cheese, I just buy the organic one. Who knows what organic really means these days, but I do know with a lot of stuff, there is a difference, you know, and is it worth the $2 more? I don't know. I mean, you feel better from it, don't you? I do, especially with like meat and dairy products. It's probably the biggest place I've noticed it, in my opinion. They do say say, like the package like deli meat isn't the best thing to be eating. I could see that. Yeah, like I do the like the grass-fed beef. Yeah. Like is it the best grass-fed beef you could buy? Probably not. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of drama in the agricultural world about organic labeling. And a lot of it may just be a fad and some of it's not, but I do know the grass-fed beef to me tastes better than the other beef. So, if anything, it at least tastes better. Yeah. There's a there's a huge difference between cuz my dad took a cow in for butcher a few months ago and we split it between the family. You know, I got a quarter and brother got a quarter and, you know, split it across the board, but you can definitely tell a difference between eating, um, like a tri-tip off of that compared to a store-bought one. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of stuff I noticed. And I, and I noticed too, the problem is people make some of these changes and they're like, Oh, it wasn't, it didn't make a difference. So they give up on it too quick with me. I did the whole the calorie counting and then I went with the diet sodas, diet drinks, zero calorie this and then then I realized that was a problem for me. So then I went down the I quit focusing on calories so much, but started focusing on the quality of food and that's when I really got into buying more organic food or just better quality food instead of buying the the cheapest shit I could buy, mm-hmm. you know, buy something slightly better. And that took a while to notice the difference. Like I did that for months and I just felt like I was just spending more money and that's all I was accomplishing until I went, when, uh, we bought another truck at my company. And before I sent that guy out on his own, I had him go on a little road trip with me for a week and we were just staying in hotels and eating fast food. And about day four or five of eating nothing but fast food, um, I had went, I was at Love's. Was getting ha- shitty coffee. No. It's getting fuel. But I was at a Love's truck stop having a meltdown at the fuel pump because my fuel card isn't working. So I'm trying to figure all this out. Well, I go inside, fucking swiping my card 100 th- times at the register because I thought maybe the pump outside was broken. Finally, the guy at the counter looks at me and says, dude, you're using a pilot card. Like, my brain fog had gotten so thick. And then that night, I, he, I told the, the guy I was with, I was like, what do you want for dinner? He's like, I don't know. There's a pizza or Arby's. I was like, no. We're going to Safeway. I'm going to go buy hamburgers and buy, and we'll have hamburgers, but I'm going to make them yeah. from Safeway with hopefully real food. And it was like, it was, after eating that dinner, it was like I instantly gained 50 IQ points back. Like, <laughs> I just, it, it took, like I said though, but for like three or four months before that, I'd been eating all sto- groceries that I bought, cooking my own meals, you know, it was the highest quality ingredients I could buy. And then just that week, that's when yeah, I realized you didn't, it. You didn't realize what it was doing to you in the long run until you until you got rid of it. Yep. And then I was like, holy shit, this makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I haven't found people that have actually done what I did that disagree. Like I haven't found anyone that's actually tried to eat quote unquote better or clean and didn't for as long as I did and didn't notice the difference. Like I have a lot of people I recommend it to. They try it for a week or two and say, I didn't notice anything. Well, yeah, it took a long time. You've been if you've been eating garbage for twenty five years, it's gonna take more than two weeks for your body to adjust. Yeah, you it's just like quitting anything. 
It, like just like getting rid of nicotine. It, what does it say? Three weeks. Just yeah. at least just to get the nicotine out of the system, and then you're trying to re- actually replace the habit. So yeah, you have to reprogram your your fucking mind to eat better. Yeah, and then that's about the same time when the food hangovers started getting to me real bad. Yeah, and that's when I was like, well, my cheat days are going a little too hard. But that's why I tell people, you know, like I've talked to a buddy and I was like, man, if I was a billionaire, there's a few things I'd do. And one of them is like, why can't there just be a fast food joint that just serves decent food? You know what I mean? Like, why can't you go to a drive through and get a grass fed cheeseburger? Like, not that cheeseburger may not be the best thing to eat, but if you're going to eat one, why not have it be the best one? Yeah, that, that's, that's a very good point. And, that, and that, yeah, that's kind of how we eat in our household. We're not over here, you know eating salads and salmon and that's it you know we still eat you know chicken alfredo but we just get organic chicken and yeah you you pay a little bit more attention to how it's made and what's in it yeah you know and it's still it still might not be the most healthy stuff you know we still uh (laughs) we still make hamburger helper we just make it with all organic stuff i'm laughing because i realized i said you know like five times (laughs) (laughs) so side note guys i've been editing some of these episodes and I noticed I tend to say, you know, a lot. So if you can take a shot every time I say, you know, and make it through an entire episode, you have got my respect by far. And I'm going to tell you to go to AA. <laughs> you probably will have to. Yeah. But that, I mean, I noticed the same thing, not, not with food, but just for me, like going to the gym. Cause the gym's like the place I go to, I put my headphones in and I take my frustrations out on some inanimate objects and just when we, I went up to Montana over Thanksgiving, I couldn't go to the gym because I didn't have a gym to go to and I didn't drive and things like that. And I sat there for four days going stir crazy because I don't have anything to do. I'm sitting still and I'm a very fast paced moving person. I don't, I can't sit still. Yeah. So I've ended up in the bedroom doing push ups and lunges. Just, I need to move and <coughs> I, I can't sit still. I, I need that movement. Yeah, this, it's in the same fact as for food, you know, once you once you do th- this for so long with like the healthy food and you start taking it away, you go through in, in a sense like a withdrawal. But you're like, I fucking need this. Yeah. Give me an organic burger now. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, the physical fitness stuff. That's always a goofy one, too, because Haley's the same way. She gets fucking pee pee hurt if she can't go to the gym. And that's funny because I forced her into going to the gym for a long time. I just kept trying to talk her into it because not now women not in a bad way no what it was a selfish way what i was hoping is the more she would go to the gym the more it'd make me go yeah so that's i was trying to get her to do it i mean for her but also for me almost as like a yeah like a selfish um motivator yeah exactly and she's going i better go yeah that's what i was hoping for because i'd always feel bad too you know you'd go home from work and then you're home for 30 40 minutes and you're like well i'm going to the gym you and the kids stay here so then i always felt like i was ditching my family so i was, I was trying to turn it into a family thing so hopefully i'd go more and now it's kind of backfired because now she's like i'm going with or without your ass yeah she's the gym junkie now definitely and uh for her it's kind of like you said it's a big stress reliever for her because she kind of had no outlet you know helping me run the business and having two little terrorists run around the house she had all these you know stresses and angers and she needed something to take it out on and she loves the gym now mm-hmm and it's funny because I cannot love working out no matter how hard I try. When I I went through, I want to say like a three-month phase a couple summers ago, and I'd built a little gym out here in the shop, 
and I was coming out here for an hour and a half every night and I got fucking lean. I was, I, I, I brag, which I shouldn't brag cause I've undone all that hard work, but I was, I would guess a month or two away from actually being able to show off some ab muscles, <laughs> you know, now I'm back to probably, I would have to go pretty hard for a few months to even get close to that again. But it was a force every time. I never wanted to. Oh, I love the gym. And I did it every night, no skipping, no days off. I just forced myself into it, but it it never got enjoyable. Not not even a little bit. I hmm. just over I just forced myself into doing it. And it you like the reward you get for working out that much. Don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. You, yeah. you love how you feel and how you look, but I can never just enjoy working out. I never felt like like how you're saying, like, I need to go work out. It was yeah, always I, just dreading it. It was always like, ah, I have to go do this. Yeah, well, I, I, I quit. Or not quit. I started working out many years ago, and, you know, it's bounced back and forth through the years. You know, you, during the summer, you're super busy. You have longer days with – sunlight so you get you get more opportunity to go wintertime slows down because it's fucking dark at two yeah <laughs> why do we have daylight savings still i think they're getting rid of it but hopefully when i quit drinking is when i i really cracked down because i if i got rid of one thing i needed to replace it with something better so it was get rid of the bad thing increase gym and then i started doing that more and then when i was able to like cook food for myself because i was always in hotels and things like that I was just like subconsciously watching what I would eat without re- like without researching things like you did. So I would make sure I'd pack a little bit more, you know, like extra granola bars or extra just raw granola and snack on that. I'd make my better dinners and things yeah. like that. And obviously drinking more water and removing alcohol did a lot because I've lost 40 pounds, you know, when you lost 50 in just diet. So yeah. there's very many... I guess there's very a lot of different avenues to go down. And I, the main thing for me is gym so I don't go snap in public. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the gym definitely does, you know, different things for different people. That's it's, I, I wish I could get to a point where I, I found it enjoyable, but I just, no matter how hard I try, I can't. And it, there's, like, little things at the gym. Like, I did get obsessed with the row machine for quite a while. But even then, I wasn't, like, excited to do it. I was just, ex- like, wanted to beat my record. <laughs> but I was still dreading the walk up the stairs. Like, do I have to do this? Oh, John's not doing it today, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> you know, I would always find excuses to get out of it, and I still do, and I need to get better at it. But back to what I was saying, you know, for me, it was just the dieting thing. I think the reason I always recommend that to people is it's, for me, it was the easiest thing to accomplish first. And then if you go crazy with dieting, you can find all kinds of interesting things. I did the all meat diet one time for, oh did you yeah for 30 days i ate nothing but meat or eggs and how did that go it's fucking great is it I, expensive yes <laughs> i think i was spending a little over 200 bucks a week just to feed myself holy like we were two separate grocery damn. shopping trips for me and my wife and kids <laughs> i was spending yeah i want to say she was telling me it was like 150 to 200 bucks just for what i was eating but i could eat as much as i wanted like who knows? I wasn't I wasn't doing the calorie counting at that point, but I was eating a pound of beef for dinner. I was eating three chicken breasts for lunch. I was eating six eggs and sausage for breakfast. Okay, so it's just meat in general. It's not like a red meat. Yeah, I, I just just meat. Okay, like it, meat I and eggs. Yeah, 
meat and eggs. And occasionally if I was feeling like I deserved it, some cheese. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> feeling fancy. But I felt great. I had so much energy. Yeah. And I could eat as much as I wanted or as little as I wanted. And honestly, it led me to start eating less because when you start eating better meat and more meat, you, you, you your body requires less. Mm-hmm. That's also when I was doing the working out every night and I was, I was just leaning up really fast. Like I was seeing you could, I had progress pics on my phone for a while and you could see the progress from week to week, not just month to month. Oh wow. Yeah. It was stupid fast. And if I could like have unlimited amounts of money and not have to go drive for a living, I would probably do that diet a lot more. Oh fuck. Yeah. Like I know they say, I'm not telling you to do that. Cause I know they say you need to go do your blood work. Cause that can lead to some health problems. Cause everybody's different. Somebody's gonna, some bodies will react different to that amount of protein and stuff your blood sugars will get all fucked up. Well, I'm sure if you mix it up a little bit, so it's not just you're having straight red meat. Yeah, I know like uh, Joe Rogan does it every year for a month. And okay. like this year when he did it, he started, uh, I think he does fruit with it. So now he does. Oh, balance it out a little bit? Yeah, get some fiber in his diet and okay. stuff like that. And, but, well, that fucker's old. Yeah, he's also ripped. <laughs> he's very ripped. <laughs> we can't talk much shit on Joe. I definitely can't. <laughs> That guy could probably literally kick my head off my neck. Have you seen him throw kicks? Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> people make Chuck Norris jokes, but people need to start making Joe Rogan kick jokes. Yeah. Nah, I wouldn't fuck with that guy for sure. But no, uh, the dieting is, uh, like I said, it's to me it's the easiest start. Like I said, you could get an app, just start recording what you eat. Don't even change what you eat. Just record it and then just maybe eat less. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you decide you, you want more food, but you want to be within your... What's cool on that app too... Is you put in like, do you want to lose one pound a week, two pounds a week? I think you can only go up to two pounds a week. Yeah. You can also, if you're trying to gain weight. So if you're trying to gain weight, it'll tell you, do you want to gain half a pound a week, or one pound a week? Uh, yeah, and then it'll tell you what kind of. It gives you a calorie you goal. Need. Like mine was set at like I was supposed to be trying to be around seventeen or eighteen hundred calories a day okay. to lose two pounds a week. And then I got I got pretty good at staying in that target. But yeah, the yeah the. The food thing is always a good start. I feel like it's easy because it's just mind over matter, really. Like, it's, you're just at a grocery store and you just got to decide what you're grabbing off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And then even to just to add to that one, if for a place to start, just your water intake. Oh, yeah. I notice a huge difference between when I'm home and on the road. Because mm-hmm. when I'm home, I drink a lot more coffee, which coffee is mostly water, but still it's not the same. And I drink, I still usually drink at least one energy drink a day, sometimes two. But I do end up usually throwing in a soda or a beer or two and, mm-hmm. or 12. <laughs> but uh, I do notice on the road, though, like, I don't know why, but, like, if I have a sugary night, like, let me eat some candy or let me eat some ice cream after dinner or whatever, I have this desire to chug water. And I think my body's just learned about kind of fleshing itself out. Because okay. every, every time I go hard on a diet, it's like the next day all I'm doing is drinking water. Or not go hard on diet, go hard on cheat day or not not give a shit. Like after Thanksgiving. Your body's telling you you're dehydrating yourself. Yeah, it's like just drink water, more water, more water. And uh, I did I did learn, like I start using liquid IV and drink one of those every day. Because there is a point where you just drink so much water, you're just passing it through. Yeah, and I've, I've learned from watching and reading other things that just the kind of water helps. Obviously, you want water. Yeah. You, the body needs it. So then the next thing, if you want to take that a step further, would be... Don't buy Arrowhead because that shit's gross. Well, they also say Arrowhead's also one of the best ones because you want the natural spring water. You don't want 
purified distilled water because that's just basically super clean tap water. It's just processed water. That's also so like this Voss I'm drinking right here. Do you know? Do you know? Good. In Colorado, that's also what's in your spring water. What? The water re- reclamation plants just treat water and pump it back to the top of the mountain. Is it really? Yep. I don't know that. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was drilling and we drilled into a. It was a. Well, we're, we're, where we live, our tap water sucks. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least like, especially go, especially in my town oh yeah we get letters all the time that says three months ago we forgot to inform you your water wasn't safe for drinking mm-hmm. three months ago yeah <laughs> like i'll go up to my grandpa's house up in the mountains and i'll sit there and i'll just slam water from the from the sink yeah you you can definitely notice water differences for sure yeah. but yeah here in colorado a lot of the water treatment plants they treat the water and pump it back upstream i did not know that yeah we drilled into one of their uh it's like a it's like a line they use if the plant is ever flooded and it's an emergency. It's funny they didn't even know it was there. It'd been there since like the forties or fifties or something. Mm-hmm. We accidentally uh, drilled into it, and then we had to like get one of them sewer remote control cars and drive down the pipe and figure out where we broke it and all that fun stuff. But the anyway, the water treatment guys were there telling me, and I was like oh, talking shit about their water, and they're like, "Dude, you're drinking this water." It's like it's creek water. Like, yeah, our we treat the water. We pump it up this other line and it goes all the way up to the top of the mountain, damn near up to the top of the mountain, pumps it right back in the stream. Hmm. I think he said like 70% of the water in Colorado is recycled. Interesting. Yeah. Because I've been on hikes this year, high up in the mountains, and I've just filled up my empty water bottle from the river and drank it on my hike because I ran out. Yeah. Well, I feel like you get to a point where better still better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there's also a point where you are getting quote-unquote virgin water, you know. Yeah. You get high enough in the mountains there. I make sure to drink high enough upstream too. Yeah. <laughs> if you see a little black pipe going into the stream, don't drink that water. Go above that water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then again, I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure there's a lot of science that goes into treating that water, and they wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fish are still there, so. Yeah, we got the EPA on us for a reason. Yeah. Well, unless they're the ones polluting the water. They need a reason to keep a job. Do you remember that the gold mine? There was a gold mine they were supposed to be cleaning out up in Colorado up in the mountains and they breached the retaining wall and dumped like millions of gallons of contaminated water into the river. Mm, I have no idea about that. The EPA did it themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth move guys. And everyone's complaining about the fucking BP goal. Yeah. They did. It was still bad. Yeah. It was all bad. But then again, like I'd say about the, I tell people about the BP thing, accidents happen. You know, the world ain't perfect. Yeah. There was a lot of mistakes made there, but hopefully they got it all. As clean as they can get it and just do better on the next one. I get. I bet you it won't happen again, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unless uh, someone, what did the, was it the, there was another pipeline that got broke under the ocean like in Russia or something, but that's because someone bombed it. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. That's not good either. But from to go from like exercising and dieting and things like that, what about instead of feeding the body, what about like, the, what do you do for like your mind? Brain food. Yeah, that was another one we were talking a little bit about. So what I noticed and I was telling you about this earlier and we were kind of debating about music was uh, when I first went on the road, I was just typical jamming out, playing my playlist over and over and over for months on end. And not that there's, there's nothing bad with, you know, turning on your favorite tunes and just jamming out and enjoying it. There's always, you you should always do that. But I kind of started realizing like how much time am I wasting? What else is out there? And that's what led me into listening to podcasts and audio books and all that stuff. And I started 
I learned a lot from that, you know, or a lot from listening to podcasts and books. And I, and I started like a lot of guys I used to work with. I know guys who sit in an excavator all day, just listening to the same music all day. Yeah. And their lives are shambles. Just grouchy fucks. Yeah. They just grouchy. They have problems. They got marriage problems. They got all these things. And I'm like, there's other things out there besides music that like you could double up your time. You're at work, but you're sitting in a machine. You know, you could listen to a book, you know, help you work on your marriage or, you know, in my case, it started listening to diet books and I learned a lot about that Yeah, from just listening to books. And then I kind of realized a lot of people do that. A lot of people are just, I don't want to say like they're wasting time listening to music, but it's like, they don't, they don't even realize what they're missing by only choosing to listen to music. Yeah. They're just oblivious to what the resources they have to like time management almost yeah they have all this free time that they could be using to feed themselves something better yeah without when they don't even know it well i wouldn't even say better but at least other stuff you know yeah. what i mean you listen to a podcast and you get to hear all these conversations between uh different characters different people mm-hmm. people you would never li- like i listened to one that really got me was i listened to joe rogan with bernie sanders okay and i was an very anti Bernie guy and listening to that podcast made me realize I was completely wrong about Bernie. I thought Bernie was an evil communist. Now I just realized he's a silly old man. (laughs) Like I realized listening to that podcast, he has good intentions. He's just oblivious to the real world. Kind of like we were talking on another podcast. Some people are just disconnected for too long. It's kind of how he is. He thinks if you give everybody free everything, they'll be happier. It's like, you're going to tear the world apart giving away free stuff. Like, and yeah, it would be a good idea if everyone had, uh, could go to the doctor or hospital for whatever they need and not have to pay on bills for months or years Mm -hmm. because of one hospital visit. But I, my retort to like his argument would have been who's going to build these hospitals. Cause how do you have free hospital care when you got to pay millions of dollars to build a building? Yeah. You know, how do you do free college when you got to pay to build these colleges? You got to pay these teachers to teach all that stuff. And then if you give away like free college, for example, what does that do to the college degree? It's going to make it worthless because everybody and their brother is going to have a degree all of a sudden. Yeah. Everyone can get it. Exactly. So like that was just a perspective I realized I was wrong about. I thought he was just an evil guy who was trying to steal my tax money. And then I realized, no, he has good intentions. He just doesn't realize it's not going to work. Okay. So there's, there's stuff like that. Um, you know, it can, if if you're open and you do have to click a few buttons on your phone, like I've listened to some of the most like liberal democratic nutty podcasts and I guess I gained a little respect for the other side of the arguments I'm usually arguing, but I also felt it made my arguments better because now when someone talks about free college, instead of just saying, fuck that, that's dumb. You know, it made me say, okay, I, I not, I now understand why you want free college. Yeah. You, you know, you now have the knowledge to like come back and yeah, I thought you debate. just, I just thought you just wanted free shit cause you're a mooch. Mm-hmm. Now I realize why you want it, but now I can better explain why I think it wouldn't work. Okay. So stuff like that. Um, that's the podcasting, the book thing. Like we were talking, I hadn't read a book since like sixth grade or whenever the last Harry Potter book came out. <laughs> yeah, I think the last Harry, the last time I read a Harry Potter, Harry Potter book, 
would have been eighth grade. And then throughout the years of high school, whatever books they try and make you read, I never yeah. read any of No, Spark Notes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, you just find someone who read it and let them look at their homework for a couple minutes. <laughs> I did a lot of that. No, uh, yeah, it was just like brain food is also as important as the food you shove in your mouth. Because um, if you're just jamming out to your music or you're just sitting there in your own angry thoughts, it's it's like the cancerous guy on a job site. If mm-hmm. you're just sitting there just dwelling on something you have a problem with, usually just makes that worse. And you, I, I'm very guilty of this driving, you know, driving equipment and things like that. I'll, I'll, my mind will fall into some random argument or conversation that never happened. And I now have this real world situation in my brain that never happened in actual life. And I'm pissed about yeah, it. Yeah, you piss yourself off. And, I, do, I do that all I'm the time. I'm in like a horrible mood. Like I'm down and grumpy and depressed because of it. And I have no way of fixing it. So yeah. I need to listen to something better. Yep. I do. I do that. I'm guilty of that too. And usually, uh, like you said, it's like the most mundane stupid thing and you literally just piss yourself off yeah what would happen if this motherfucker texted me <laughs> well i'm gonna say this and this is what's gonna happen and then this is what's gonna happen and now i'm pissed and i don't know what happened and i'm angry exactly <laughs> or you just you're like sitting there trying to i don't know f- decide why your president is so dumb even though what you and yourself decide for the next 40 minutes <laughs> is pointless it's worthless um but there, there, that can also be a good thing. Sometimes you do just need to sit in silence and work through some of your own shit. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah. Well, there's a, there's a difference between sitting there and having a good debate with yourself and figuring out what you need to do to sitting there and putting yourself down. Yeah. No, definitely. Brain food, I think, like I said, it, it's, a, it's just as important as the food you're eating because yeah. I feel like I became a much more reasonable and understanding person when I started just to consume more things than just what my circle already was. You know, I've been listening to the same type of music since high school. I've been, I enjoy what I enjoy. There's nothing wrong with that. This motherfucker doesn't like Metallica. No, I don't. (laughs) I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) So what was, um, what was one of the first books you read? If you, do you remember the first one you read? First audio book? Yeah. That you dove back into? You know, I could tell you. Okay. I, I probably have them all still. Yeah, I, I got a... Uh, I, I started with Gary John Bishop. He, that's the author. Because there's a support group on Facebook I found going through when I started going through divorce and quit drinking and all that shit. I needed, I needed people to talk to so I figured I could find people that have been through that shit. And when I was ready to start listening to books, they told me Gary John Bishop and he writes a few books and I can read off his books here shortly. Yeah, actually I could tell you I remembered it right before I even looked at it. The first book I listened to was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Okay. I, I actually did finish that one. It took me a while. Yeah. He's kind of hard, not the best narrator. Well, they it wasn't the author that read that book. No, yeah. Whoever narrated it, it's kind of hard to listen to. They're kind of boring. Yeah. But the book itself is great. That's a book I recommend to everybody. And then I listen to just a bunch of entrepreneur books. Um, did the Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins was another one of the first few I listened to. Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. That one was really good. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that book. That was another one. I would have never listened to that book, but I happened to hear his podcast with Joe Rogan. and He talked about it, and I was like, hey, I should listen to that book. 
um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Extreme Ownership. I listened to a biography about Elon Musk. Um, What's that one called? The Elon Musk one? Yeah. Elon Musk. Oh. <laughs> Elon Musk by Ashley Vance. Okay. Um, there was another good one. I was trying to find it here on my list. It was a book this guy wrote about the difference between uh, he he talks about son of a bitch where is it <clears throat> well while you're looking for that it shows here the timelines when I started reading and for Gary John Bishop was the first author the first things I listened to out of his series for ones I started with his book was stop doing that shit <laughs> and then wise as fuck unfuck yourself I listened to that one too. Unfuck love yourself. unfucked. And Gary John Bishop is a pretty cool dude because he is uncensored. He's Scottish, so he has an awesome accent when he reads his books. But it's just a very they they make you question yourself because he has I think that it's the unfuck yourself book where it's actually a workshop book where you can um, answer a bunch of questions and it's like a work along book. So I did enjoy. Gary John Bishop that's and that's who I started when I started reading I went through his whole catalog yeah I can't find that book now um I'll have to find it it was actually really good it's a book and the guy's talking about why the as like our podcast that's going to be releasing before this one it's talking about why the left doesn't understand the right and the right doesn't understand the left. And okay. the whole disconnect is what's pushing everybody further and further apart. And it, it was actually really good because he kind of talks about, he goes into more depth about the history of, uh, like what, oh, I think it was this one, Black Rednecks and White Liberals. Yeah. That is quite the title of a book. Yeah. It's like a 12-hour listen, too. It's a long one. That Yeah, that I'm pretty sure that's the book. He, uh, yeah, but he just talks about how basically we don't understand each other and that just drives the wedge bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was one of the ones that, uh, kind of led me to the, when I was talking about on the other podcast about like not like that cleansing, political cleansing, mm-hmm. social media cleansing, like just get away from all that. Cause you're just magnifying the problem. You're not yeah. actually doing anything productive with it. Yep. So like just books like that. Um, there were some diet books. Honestly, I listened to one. I didn't realize until halfway through it was only for women, <laughs> but it was probably one of the best ones I listened to. Cause there is a part in there where she talks about how she had a friend who was dieting, but was so miserable on the diet, like just an angry person, an unhappy person. And you kind of have to decide is 10 pounds worth all the misery because okay. 10 pounds might not be. Now, there's a big difference if you need to lose 50 pounds, maybe. But if you're one of those people who just wants to lose 10, but you got to do all this extreme dieting and stuff, and it's... Yeah, just comp- to shave 10 pounds. Yeah, and it's compromising your life outside of that. It might not be worth it, and you need okay. to just be more accepting of the 10 pounds you're trying to lose. And then I'm sure it tells you methods on how, in- how to... Yeah, she goes into a, a lot. Live she, with the 10 pounds? She's like a... Uh, I think that book, she was promoting like a, more of a simple diet. Like Okay. I think her big thing was half a plate of protein, half a plate of greens. Like, okay. Not like, you know, you need to eat seaweed, but it's like if you have a steak, if half your plate is a steak, the other half should be a salad. 
and you need to eat both. I have a bald spot the size of my phone on my plate because my steak is massive. So <laughs> give me some mashed potatoes. Yeah. I love mashed potatoes, dude. I could live on potatoes. Yeah. Eating <laughs> potatoes all day. I think I could even, there's enough things you can make out of a potato. Fuck I, yeah. I think I can maybe go without meat. Maybe. No. No, no, maybe. no. For a long time. Just the combination of meat and potatoes is unlimited. Dude, I could eat tater tots and mashed potatoes <laughs> for days. <laughs> but I'm also like, I don't have complicated taste. It drives my wife nuts because I, I could literally just eat ground beef every night and it would not disappoint me at all. Well, ever. The, there's so many different seasonings in the world that you can without seasoning. never have the same taste again. I, I could do it without seasoning. Just ground beef. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my wife tells me too she's like what is wrong with you like, I, I like beef beef tastes good so in, uh, just on the book subject there's another one that is not showing up on my list for some reason but it is by um, Aubrey Marcus I'm going to try and find it real quick here we go Aubrey Marcus oh, sorry it's called own the day own your life optimized practices for Waking, working, learning, eating, training, playing, sleeping, and sex. So it's like a six to eight hour book, but it covers like everything in life. And it's just like tips and tricks. And like there's um, like little exercises you can do if you wanted to do home workouts. There's different foods you can eat and, you know, like the chemical imbalances and things like that. It's just a, a good way to basically learn and what you can do to mix up your day. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of those books, and that's what I that's what I was trying to get to. Is I think a lot of people just they don't realize what improvements they can make by just improving their brain food. Oh yeah, like if you're just jamming out to your music all day. What I was explaining to you earlier is I feel like for depends on what kind of musical person you are. So you and me are a little bit opposites. Well, I was telling you, for me, listening to music is kind of like eating cake. It's great until it's gone, and then you're done. That's it. But you, on the other hand, like you said, you're you're into the music a lot more than that. Like you think about music when you're not listening to music. For me, oh, yeah. when the music's done, the music's done. I, I I plan out a yearly trip to go to a four day festival. Exactly, and I'm not that guy. So that's why I'm saying is, some people, that could be good and bad. Yeah. Like, you could be so obsessed with the music, you don't realize the audiobooks you could be listening to, the conversations on a podcast you could be listening to, stuff like that. And for me, same it they have the same problem. So that's why I always tell people like, if you're a truck driver or an equipment operator, or if you're a guy who has to stand on the road and hold the slow down sign for a construction crew, mm -hmm. sure, listen to your music, but you know, go listen to a podcast. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. Listen to the Blue Even Collar you, Syndicate. Yeah, yeah, listen to us, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Even if you're on Spotify and you have your normal playlist on, just, tur just turn over to motivational speeches and listen to some fucking... Um, E.T. or some fucking David Goggins or some Jocko or just all the other people out there. Just change it up a little bit because just listening to maybe a little bit of that will make you fired up enough to do something else. Oh, yeah. And that's I, I feel like that's a good way of saying it. I feel like they did a lot of that. It fired me up to do a lot of things. Yeah. I, I do that on the treadmill because I don't want to be on the treadmill. So I'm going to go listen to something. That David Goggins is a good guy. Up. Yeah. <laughs> to be on the treadmill. <laughs> Run, motherfucker. <laughs> don't be a bitch. <laughs> But you also have to be careful too. So I noticed I went too hard on the political podcast. And the next thing I noticed, all I was listening to is all this political shit all fucking day. Mm -hmm. So I created a routine like when I'm on the road. 
when I wake up, I usually try to listen to like a a conversational podcast, like uh, like a Joe Rogan, or I listen to like Andy Stump. He does the Cleared Hot podcast. Um, I try to do a non-political one. Yeah. Or sometimes I wake up and I just listen to music for an hour or two. I mean, I'm driving for 11 hours a day. So yeah. I can consume a lot of media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of have like a routine. I, I start with something upbeat, and then around the middle of the day, that's probably when I'll listen to like newsy, politically type of stuff. And then I'll usually end the day with another conversation, mm-hmm. podcast, or, you know. I don't know. I always find this habit when I'm real close to home. I'm jamming out hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. Like, like, uh, I could have been on the road for seven days and I hit Bennett and I'm like a 16 year old again with the fucking Spotify fucking full blast bass turned up truck as loud as it can be driving home for the last <laughs> 45 minutes. I'm almost home and we're fucking hauling ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm still a child. Like my wife still laughs at me cause I still got subs in my, personal truck and I, she caught me shopping some for my work truck <laughs> oh, no, no shit yeah your she, fucking work truck's gonna be bumping down the interstate she caught me looking at those a while back i haven't pulled the trigger just because there's some more grown-up things i should buy first but <laughs> it's happening yeah i don't think i'm ever going to take those out or even every time i buy a vehicle it's going to have some sort of exhaust done because i like loud and i'm it's probably going to have at least one sub in it Oh, that was the first thing that did in my pickup I drive now that I've had for a long time. I bought it, and I went and pot, bought a sub for it, and I got the exhaust done. Yeah, that's uh, my truck. When I put subs in it, I remember it was it was when I was making really good money, and we were going to the lake that weekend. And I went to Car Toys at like Friday night at like 6 o'clock at night. They had like two hours left. And I was like, I need a sub. I want a 12-inch behind the seat right now. And they were like, Bro, I was like, I'll buy the most expensive one if you put it in tonight. So the salesman <laughs> was like, I'll make it happen. <laughs> and I, I did. I I overpaid bad. I think I spent like two grand. Oh, Jesus. But they did like the stub, the subwoofers, the amp. I got a new stereo. And they had to, mine had the fancy OnStar, so they had to do like a sp- expensive wiring harness to make the OnStar and the steering wheel control still work because okay. I didn't want it all ghetto. But yeah. I'm still a child sometimes, and that's a good thing, like I say. Sometimes I even have a playlist on my phone that's, like, all fun, exciting music to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll catch myself, kind of how you are saying, arguing with myself and pissing myself off, and I have a playlist called Cheer the Fuck Up, and I just put that one on. That's and there's awesome. no way you can make it through that without a smile on your face. The, the fact that you are able to be consciously aware enough that you need to cheer the fuck up yeah. is good. Because a lot of people don't do that. They'll just sit there and steal. Yeah. So, like, on our trip back from Montana from Thanksgiving, I just put my shit on shuffle because I normally just play my gym playlist, which is all, like, severely heavy music. Yeah. And when you don't listen to that, you'll listen to, like, some Gangnam style. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were coming back in, in Greeley, and Gangnam style comes on, and there I am in the fucking driver's seat doing Gangnam style. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's that's how my, my cheer the fuck up is. A, it's a playlist that I can't not sing along the entire time yeah. at the top of my lungs like i'm going for american idol Got or something some backstreet boys <laughs> up on there no not that bad come oh on come now. on actually we know. i could tell you the one song that'll always put a smile on my face and that i'll sing every word to what is it tell the world i'll give you i'll give you two guesses it's it's well i also have some that shouldn't that's angry but it makes me happy <laughs> i'll say i have that too angry music is for happy people like ice cubes no vaseline 
where he's just talking <laughs> shit about all the other rappers from back in the day. <laughs> Fucking love that song. That song should make people angry, but it makes me happy. Um, it's uh, here it is. Cheer the fuck up by Albert Nelson. It's on Spotify. You can find it if you search my name. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's two that I can't help but to sing along. Okay. The first one's "Hillbilly Rich" by Tim Montana. I would have never guessed that because I don't know who the fuck that is. Great song. Um, basically, he's just talking about how he wants to be rich enough to like tip a hundred bucks at the Waffle House, like how fuck you money. But hillbilly style. He doesn't need a yacht. He yeah. just wants a loud pickup. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one's called uh, "Dick Down in Dallas" by Trey Lewis. <laughs> He's talking about his wife being a cheating hoe. Oh, I've heard about that. <laughs> it's one, a yeah. great song. I can't, <laughs> I can't not sing it. And I also have one that'll make a lot of people laugh. Is uh, oh, oh, I don't have it on here. I have to put it on here. It's uh, who's that comedian? Rodney Carrington. Yeah. Show me them titties. Show, show them to me. <laughs> show them to me. <laughs> I have that song on there so, too. So, <laughs> in the show notes, we're going to be adding Albert's "Cheer the Fuck Up" playlist. <laughs> Yeah, you can't not listen to that playlist and put a smile on your face. And I do. I catch myself some grumpy moods, and two minutes later, I'm fucking American Idol on top of the world. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Music definitely has its place, too. Oh, yeah. So it's always important to keep that brain food in balance. You know, I'll even catch myself listening to all them political podcasts and realize I'm like four podcasts in a row deep on just some bullshit that doesn't matter. And I'm like, time to move on <laughs> yeah i know we talked about politics before and like 2016 was like huge for everybody yeah and we all know why and i was just a very grumpy person so i that's why i stay away from politics and i know there's a lot of other people that would listen to nothing but talk radio on politics and that's me <laughs> and they said that the, their attitude was just horrible and they once they got rid of it or, you know managed it better they were a lot better yeah that's the thing um to move on from the the audio stuff the uh the social media thing that's that goes in brain food too you know uh my instagram i actually went through at one point and re-curated it like i was like that 2016 era probably i had been following so many political pages like my mm -hmm. whole feed was just political 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 and i went through and everything that's not cars and guns i deleted so now when I go to Instagram, it's fun shit. Oh, yeah. You know, stuff I like to look at. And the thing is, like, we, we are, we're we always evolving and changing. So in 2016, that's what we were about. Yeah. In 2022, we're about being better and being the best we can be and taking those people with us. Absolutely. And uh, no matter who the fuck you are. Exactly. And along with the people part of that, that's another part of brain food. You know, I'm the guy on Facebook that has, like, 60 friends. I literally am only friends with people I care to talk to or yeah. I care to see what they're doing in life. And that is honestly one of my biggest bitches with Facebook. It's only come in helpful a few times, but I wish I'd get rid of that share button because I think that's the worst thing they did on there because everyone's just sharing, sharing, sharing. And you just see the same stupid shit over and over and over. Most yeah, of the time. Recycled material. So what I, what I did is I went through and I just unfriended a lot of people that I knew were just too far negative Nancy for me or like I was following all the political pages. I unfollowed all the pages. I only follow like three pages now. You know, and a couple of buy sell groups. And That's it's probably it. your company, my brand, and then this one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, there's a few buy sell 
buy sell trade groups I'm on, but that's yeah. it. Like, but I used to follow like all the pages, all the groups. I was in so many groups, and I was like, no more of that. Yeah. Like my buddies always send me, join this group. They got, and I'm, nope, I don't join groups. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. The people who you surround yourself with are also a big defining. They d- define your character as well. Oh yeah. Like me as a, someone that doesn't drink anymore, I'm not going to go sit at the bar and hang out with people that drink because why would I fucking be there to start with? Yep. If you want to be a happier person, go hang out with happy, happier people that are trying to better themselves. Yeah, when it comes to the brain stuff, the, how would you say this? The people diet is about, it's as important as your, what I say your food diet is on the physical side. Yeah. That people diet, you have to be real careful who you surround yourself with. You know, I have a real good friend and he's been on a, a hard path for a while now and I've really distanced myself and it's because it came to a point where I realized I can't really help him anymore Yeah, and it's having negative effects on me and I still talk to him I still check in on him but I don't go out of my way to go hang out because if you go hang out it's usually not gonna end up being a good time mm-hmm. it'll start off a good time and it'll go south and I just too many times of that and I was just like you know I love you. You're my friend. If you hear this, you probably know who you are and you know how I feel. We spoke the other day, but it's, you have to look at your friends and your family that way too. Some people have big problems with their family and they can't draw a line and they really need to. You know, I've got a couple of friends too who their biggest crutches right now are probably their family. And I've been trying to be better about not being a bossy person. So I just make a recommendation and that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's also very hard when you when you're the one that wants better for everybody. It's it's hard because, and at, at the end of the day, you can't change people. Yeah, you can't change people, and then you have to worry about yourself too. Mm-hmm. And like I said, one of one of the things I noticed, I get around certain people, and you kind of get a little, kind of be a little bit of a sponge, and you mm-hmm. start absorbing some of that. So you kind of have to start not being around those people if you know you're going to absorb some of the problems. Yeah. And that's that's a hard one for a lot of people to do, but it's also as far as your, you know, your mental diet, you got to be pay attention to who you're hanging out with. Yeah. Pay if atten- you need to go sit at home to isolate yourself and keep yourself away from certain people, do it. Yep. And I mean, that's not to say like I said, you know, I still check in on my friends and see how they're doing, you know, see if they need help with anything or just need to talk for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just have to draw that line. And if that line means you have to be phone friends for a while until everyone gets their shit together, then you have to be phone friends for a little while until everyone gets their shit together. Yeah. You know, don't feel bad because you're not hanging out. In the end, it's kind of helping both both sides. Yeah. Like you said, you, and I say it a lot too, you're your biggest investment. If you can't take care of yourself and put yourself first, nobody else is going to. Yeah, and if you're just absorbing someone else's problems, what ends up happening is you're just magnifying each other's bullshit. Yep. You bounce off of each other yep. and just everything goes to shit quicker. Oh, yeah. It's the it's like being on the job site with the cancerous guy. Yep. You start acting like him, and then next thing you know, everybody hates your boss, you hate your job, you don't get paid enough. Why the fuck are we here? Next thing you know, you get switched to a different crew where everyone's having a good fucking time and you love your job. Yeah, Exactly. And then you the only the guy spreading the rainbows and the cheer. <laughs> the only thing that changed because you're still doing the same job. The only thing that changes is the guys you're working around. Exactly. And that that goes for the job site and that goes for your personal life. Mm-hmm. So people need to think about that mental diet because along with the physical and the 
the food diet that super important oh yeah i agree and when it yeah it just magnifies that that's the best thing i can say about it is it magnifies the shit across to everybody like and it can go not just for like moods and problems it's like if you go around people who who don't care about their physical well-being mm-hmm. you're going to care less about your physical well-being and maybe that's not just drinking maybe you're going around people who only want to eat fucking cake and ice cream <laughs> so that you're just hanging out <laughs> eating cake and ice cream every time you go over there yeah and you're wondering why you're starving because you're trying not to eat cake and ice cream but you break because that's all there is to eat yeah so you got to be careful and the biggest the biggest cancer i'd say to that is drinking when you got friends that have drinking problems your drinking problems will only get worse yeah but if you can make yours better maybe those will get better as well and that's the best you could hope for so it's not just selfish selfish reasons you know mm. they are but they have benefits for the people around you because if you're a sponge the other people are sponges too so if you improve and then they come back around you maybe they'll start soaking up some of your improvements rather than you guys soaking up each other's yeah you'll you'll radiate that improvement and if people want it they'll they'll go for it yep but i think we covered most of it you got anything you want to add food diet mental diet um i just want to say fucking keep keep hustling and keep grinding uh i know with the time of the year it is it's rough and challenging being dark early sucks because i know i've struggled with that for a very long time and it it just doesn't get better but work on it it'll be better um and i was looking up quotes so i can say something but i did so i finished we were talking about books I finished a book by Ryan Holiday on my drive. I don't know the name of the book off the top of my head, but it was about courage and stuff like that. And how, how, sorry, how to fight fear and, you know, be, just be more courage of a person. And there was a line that he said that stuck with me and it was silence is violence. So if you're not going to speak up and say something, you're basically hurting something like, like we talked about in a few episodes ago about that New York subway, how no one spoke up mm-hmm. about the assault. Yeah. Even whatever it is, it could be taken in any sort of way. Silence is violence. So just speak up and say what you need to say. I like it. The only thing I would say to help wrap this up would be just, I know we ended a couple of times saying the same thing. Just do better. Um, your physical diet you know, if you're not going to the gym, just do 25 push-ups in the morning, mm-hmm. do 25 sit-ups at night. You know, sit down on the couch less. Sit down on the couch less. Go for a walk. If you're eating too much, just one less soda a day, one less bag of chips. You know, you go to the 7-Eleven, maybe buy the wrap instead of the taquito. Mm-hmm. You know, once a week, and just start from there. Your food diet, if you know, there's that one person you're not really friends with on Facebook and they're always posting negative shit. Just unfollow them. Did that. Yep. <laughs> do that stuff and just slowly do better. If you're drinking six beers a night, try to drink four. If you're drinking four, drink two. Or drink none. Or <laughs> drink none. Just improve it. Yeah. But make sure you uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. There's still no YouTube, guys. Yep, I was getting ready to say that because I realized that we didn't start, we didn't tell you at the beginning. But yes, Instagram, the underscore blue collar underscore syndicate. Facebook, the blue collar syndicate podcast. TikTok, blue collar syndicate pod. So we're always posting stuff, talking to people, 
we're ready to hear from you, whatever you got. All righty. That's all I got. Take care. Thank you.